0: The Reinvent You podcast is designed to provide tangible advice that will help transform those who have experienced a divorce or a breakup into rediscovering their voice, regaining their power, and obtaining their freedom by focusing on mindset, emotions, finances, health, faith, love, parenting, and building meaningful relationships. These weekly talks are designed to assist individuals to become the best version of themselves in their personal lives, families, and professional environments. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Reinvent You Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you so much for joining and tuning in with me this week. There's a saying that states, you teach people how to treat you. I hear that all the time. I actually say it all the time because I believe in it wholeheartedly. But what does that mean for people? You know, and, and what does that look like when that statement is being said? And so for those who are listening right now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a moment and just pause, just kind of stop whatever everything you're doing. If you're driving, don't stop, <laughs> pull over or just wait. But this is what I want to um, I want to ask you a few questions. I want you to ask yourself, do I feel like I'm always being taken advantage of? Do I feel like I'm always having to save people or being the fixer for other people's problems all the time? Do I have difficulty telling others how I feel due to guilt, fear of rejection, not being liked, or even hurting someone's feelings? Have I lost my voice where so much of my identity or even my independence in relationships has been lost, where standing up for myself seems impossible to do? Does my mood seem off balance, where I feel depressed, anxious, or even mentally, emotionally, and physically drained because of my current and or previous relationship attachments? Has my sense of self has it been developed based on how others perceive me? Those are the questions that I want you to take a moment and ask yourself. And if you answer yes to a few or, or even all of them, then what are we representing when it comes to ourselves? Mm-hmm. This is the question you gotta ask yourself. What are we unconsciously teaching others when it comes to how we want to be treated? And what I wanted to do today I wanted to discuss an important action that I think gets overlooked or even misunderstood. And that is effective boundary setting. That's what I wanted to talk about, but I didn't want to talk about it by myself. (laughs) Okay. I wanted to bring a guest on um, to have this conversation with. And my guest for today is Shante Thompson. Okay. Shantae is a licensed psychotherapist in Florida and Georgia, where she does extensive work with families of separation and divorce, parental support, family law services, custody evaluations, and even therapy. As a relationship and restoration expert, she provides coaching and consultations to help women detox after a significant breakup and transition through the healing journey. She is also the owner of Inspiring Hope Counseling Services and Brand New Me. She is a mother of two children and a two-time best-selling author. And so without further ado, Shantae, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you joining me and having this conversation. I had to have a therapist on for this one. I <laughs> love So happy to be here with you. Absolutely. Um, I met Shantae. We met a couple of years ago in the internet streets. Listen, y'all, you can meet some. You can build some good relationships. That's how I met Shantae. Um, I think we just started following each other because we were talking about um, the, you know, the subject matter of divorce and things of that nature. And so we, we talked, um, a couple of times offline. And so, um, I reached out to her, I'm like, uh, I want you to talk about building better boundaries. Um, is this something you can do for me? And she definitely said yes. And so I'm grateful and very honored to have you here today. And, um, I want to start off with asking a really simple question, but I think this is a powerful question. Mm -hmm what is a boundary? <laughs> you know, because that, I mean, because, you know, truthfully, I think that's where it starts, right? Defining mm-hmm. what a boundary really is. And so what, what is that?
1: A boundary is basically being able to set a limit, right? right? Being in tune with your own needs, your own values, where you're feeling misalignment, right? And then you're able to set some type of limit and standard with others to provide you with mental, physical, emotional, spiritual peace. Mm,
0: That's good. I like that definition. Y'all need to put that on replay. That's a a (laughs) limit. No, it, it marks an area because I think we hear the word well, you, you boundaries a lot. Well, you should set boundaries. You need some boundaries. And I think maybe some of us just need to get back to the basics of just knowing what the, the definition of, of one is. Um, you know, you, you said a lot in that definition um, when, it, when it comes to boundaries. Um, what are different types of boundaries that you feel people need to have? Because I think there may be different types but I, I could be wrong, but are there different types of boundaries? And if so, what are some of those different types?
1: You see, I, I wouldn't necessarily say different types, but it's the way that, that we hold others accountable to our needs, right? So okay. we have different needs, right? Absolutely. We have needs when it comes to the way that we engage physically with others, what we need for ourselves to, to be emotionally well um, mm-hmm. in a relationship, we, we have things that we need to take care of for ourselves interpersonally, but then when we're connecting with others, if we're feeling out of alignment, because they are constantly expecting things of us or asking certain things of us, and we're not saying no, because we want to please, but in pleasing, we're losing ourselves. So these are things that that takes place, and then it helps us to now start to feel really icky and like we're constantly just giving, giving, giving and not having things that we need met for ourselves.
0: No, that's good. So there's different. So I guess maybe like, I know you mentioned emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, so would it be safe to say that we need emotional boundaries, mental boundaries, um, physical boundaries? Um, is is that something around that realm?
1: Definitely, yeah. Be, be, because we we do have emotional, mental, physical, spiritual needs. Right. Those are the boundaries that we need to have in place with others.
0: Okay. And as a um as a psychotherapist, and then you also work in like you specialize in the area of separation and divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the most common things that um, people have difficulty setting boundaries with? Is it um, co parenting? Is it um what are What are some areas that you see pretty often?
1: Well, I definitely see the concerns with co-parenting. and then with the co-parenting um, dynamics, that's where now we're having to learn how to let go because we don't have control in the other home, and we want many times, after living together for so long and having our children, like one person might put more structure in place for the um, children. So now when they're in separate homes, each parent wants to kind of control still what's happening in the other person's home. So then those boundaries are being crossed where they're trying to tell the child or the other parent how to do things when they have to start to accept that you only have control in your own home. So that's something that I see on a regular basis. Mm. Um, and another thing is um, where, you know, where now you're starting to teach that person how to speak to you, how to take the emotions out of it and really just focus on the facts so you're able to co-parent more effectively.
0: Mm. And that, that's a whole topic, that's a whole podcast in itself that I think I need to just separate how to co-parent with boundaries cuz i think that part can be a difficult. lot but but it can be difficult extremely and then when it comes to just the dissolution of a marriage let, mm-hmm. let's talk as far as just how it leaves people to feel um maybe them looking back on the whole duration of their marriage or even long-term relationship mm-hmm. and realize that they may have accepted a lot of what was unacceptable mm-hmm. um, where do you feel like some people drop the ball when it comes to boundary setting?
1: Well, I mean, where many people drop the the ball is when you get into a relationship. It's cloud nine. Everyone's feeling really, really, really good, right? And during those times, you're able to talk about what you want, what you need. You're getting to know each other. But then once you get to a place where you're all in, your emotions are are really there, then you get scared. You get scared to really share what you need because you're scared that you're not going to be accepted. So now it's when the boundaries starts to fall off because if you don't like something, you're less likely to say it because you don't want to hurt their feelings or you don't want them to see when a negative light, or you, you don't want an argument. And the more this happens, it's a domino effect where you're now starting to accept more and more of what you don't want. But both parties, most times are doing this with each other.
0: And so all it takes is one thing that constantly gets overlooked and it kind of just manifests. And then it becomes this big thing. And You know, over time, it it almost seems probably even almost unrepairable just because of maybe the damage that has been done by not setting the boundary or not sticking to the boundary. Is that is that something that's safe to say?
1: That, that way, yes. Now, can it be repairable? Definitely, right? But it's by now starting to first sit with self, reflect, start to see, okay, what did I accept? What do I need to really change? What type of conversations do I need to have to kind of say that, okay, I need this to be done differently. And I know that I've accepted it in, in the past, but it doesn't make me feel good. Right. So when you're reflecting with self, now it's time to start to pay attention to your needs, your values, what makes you feel comfortable, where is the discomfort coming from? And when mm-hmm. you start to do that, then you can start to have real, raw, heart-to-heart conversations
0: so you can start to set some, some type of limits. Mm-hmm. So reflection, it just really comes back to us as individuals. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's something that we need to to kind of emphasize on a little bit because um, it can easily turn into blame, Um, pointing the finger and not taking the responsibility, but then constantly seeing similar patterns with probably even different people. And so let's talk about looking within Mm -hmm. Um, because that really where it starts and you said a person needs to reflect what is some things or what are some questions Um, I know I had a couple of questions that I asked in the beginning but what are some of the things that you know people can get this level of awakening because I know you probably get a lot of the same things that I get in the area that we talk about right Mm -hmm. Um, people taking advantage of me I feel like I'm not hurt. I don't know who I am.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like I got
0: to fix everybody. Right. You know, it's just like the the same story just from a different individual. Mm-hmm. And, and so how, do, how does one get to that level of reflection? I mean, there's just that looking within because that's a tough one.
1: Yeah, it definitely starts with looking within, right? But then I like to have like workshop type sessions, right? Where now let's do the work. Let's start to say, all right, let's identify what's needed. So let's identify our needs, our values, what's really important to you, right? Mm -hmm. Many people say family is important, right? Many people say respect, faith. These are things that we, I, I know I hear on a regular basis, right? So if these things are important to you, is there anything that's happening that's out of alignment or is there anything that you say that you can need? What type of boundary can you put in place? For example, it is important to me to be respected. So that's the the limit right there to be respected. So now when you're interacting with with, with someone, is there anything that's happening that's making you feel disrespected, right? Mm, Are they hanging up with you? Are they using profanity with you and um, it's not something that you're comfortable with? right are they um are, are the arguments getting so heated where we we cannot agree to disagree right and then we're speaking to each other with such disrespect so now you know that your boundary is to be respected so now you can reiterate that right hold others accountable set that that that, that boundary in a clear assertive manner mm.
0: right no i love that i i, I love that now okay so there's the, let's see what's important to us. Okay. Respect is important. I value respect. Mm
1: -hmm. All right. So
0: we need to make sure that we honor this this boundary now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the part now that's when we have to implement it, where we have to say, Hey, Shantae, you know what, the way you, you talked to me the other day, I don't appreciate it saying that part. Exactly. Okay. So why is that difficult? for most people to do now? Because now we're talking about the implementation piece of it all.
1: And I truly love that question. And the reason that it's so difficult for so many individuals is because many folks are not in tune with how they truly feel, Mm. right? There are primary and secondary emotions and it's so easy to to, to get stuck in the primary emotion that we don't take the time to really reflect what's beneath there. So what I mean by that is with primary emotions, it could be anger right? It could be um, love, sad, like it's, it's those primary, it's about like five emotions that we first learned about when we first learned about emotions, right? But what's underneath it? Many times when we're feeling angry, it's because we're truly disappointed, or we're truly hurt, or we're truly embarrassed, right? There's so Mm -hmm. many things that's underneath it. And when we're able to get to the the core of what's really happening, then we can speak to our loved ones and they can hear our hearts. When they hear our hearts, we're truly expressing. I felt really embarrassed and disappointed when you spoke to me um, with such disrespect by saying XYZ. So now they can understand why you're feeling the way that you're feeling and how they impacted you. And when they can come to terms with that, or even see that now they are more um, when they care about you, (laughs) when they care about you, then they are going to want to do things differently to make sure that they're not negatively impacting you.
0: Right. And then if it's the opposite where people really could care less, if it impacts you, then what, because then that's the other part Mm -hmm. that, Maybe some people have difficulty um, expressing due to fear of not being liked, or this Mm -hmm. person won't talk to me. They won't. um, They won't rock with me anymore. And what does a person do when that takes place?
1: Well, the first thing I'm gonna say is pay attention. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) people are gonna show you who they are. Pay attention to the patterns of behavior. Pay attention to the way that they're showing up and. Words, people can say and do, I mean, say anything, but what they're doing is really showing you how they truly care, right? So if you tell them it's affecting you, you're, you're letting them know what emotion is making you feel. And if you're not seeing them intentionally on a consistent basis, doing things differently, then they're showing you that you, are, you, you truly don't matter the way that they might say that you do. So now it's time for you to take action because you are teaching them to continue to disrespect you or to continue to cross you, cross this boundary, this limit that you have put in place by continuing to accept it.
0: No, that's good because it goes into you teach people how to treat you, mm-hmm. right? And I think it just goes into making a courageous decision on um, what level of access this person needs to you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I really do. Um, should boundaries be flexible,
1: huh flexible it really depends i'm, I'm my, my first answer was going to say no <laughs> <laughs> right i 'm going to say no, they should not be flexible, however, as individuals, we should have a growth mentality, mm-hmm. okay, so if yeah. we have a growth and if we have a growth mentality and there are certain things that we 're learning, different perspectives that we are gaining, then our boundary might grow in, 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 in certain ways, or we might see things through different lens and then approach things in a different way. That's the only way that I'm going to say boundaries should be flexible, right? I don't think that we should um change our boundary because our partner wants us to just right. do things differently, or because the, the people in our lives just want us to to bend and fold and do things the way that they want us to do it, because then it's still not aligned with us and what we need. And then we're still hurting ourselves.
0: Mm, No, that's a good answer. I like that. That's actually, I was curious on how you were going to answer because the word flexible can easily mean, okay, I should bend, I should fold, I should maybe break this boundary, but I love how you said growth, right? Because I can honestly say that my boundaries have grown mm-hmm. because I've grown, exactly. right? So, and I've learned to really understand other perspectives mm-hmm. as opposed to just my own. And that has exactly. made my boundary grow. I love that. I love that. Um, <laughs> this is a question that I, I really had to ask. I, I wrote it down. And it, um, do you think many confuse building boundaries with building bricks? And let me explain what I mean when I say building bricks, right? This is something that I say quite often. Sometimes we might confuse or think we're creating a boundary when we're probably more so creating a wall, hmm. right? Where mm-hmm. we ain't letting nobody in. Like, I, don't, I, I ain't doing, n- no. Mm-hmm. And so we, we confuse that as boundaries when we might just be completing Com- we, we might be um, isolating ourselves completely. Mm-hmm. Do you see that that can be, um, people can misinterpret or misunderstand boundary setting?
1: Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. So I'll share with you an activity that I do with my clients on a regular basis for this, right? It's actually in my book, com- Complemented, Completed, and Whole, right? Mm-hmm. It's where I let folks now. Talk about the hurt or write down in the past relationship, write down all of the hurt that you experienced, Mm -hmm. right? Now, in the next column, next to each hurt, write down the lesson that you learned from that hurt. And then after we write down the lesson, next, in that next column, write down the boundary or the limits that you're going to put in place to help yourself, not to know how to navigate new relationships or new connections based on what you've learned and what you need. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really, really helpful because I want folks to enter relationships, not with baggage. Right. And if we're focusing on the hurt, then we have baggage. We have that brick wall. Right. But if we focus on the lessons learned now we have new found ways to enter into new connections. And when we are able to identify, okay, what do I need? What type of limits do I need to put in place? What are the expectations? And how can I make this clear so I'm not experiencing this hurt again? I think that is a really great way to approach setting some healthy boundaries and not letting the bricks and the baggage that we've experienced limit our interactions.
0: Mm, I like that. That's a really good answer. Um, because we could be we, we're thinking we're setting boundaries, but it is off our pain, maybe our, our baggage, our, our hurt. Mm-hmm. And when we look at the hurt, the lessons, and then say, okay, based upon both, what is a healthier approach to drawing the limit the line with mm-hmm. myself. As well as others. So no, I, I love that. I, I I like that. I like that. I like that. So um, how does a person start? Right? Because I think this part is important too. Um, because what I found is that there's a lot of guilt, there's a lot of um shame, um, feeling like I'm wrong for setting this boundary that comes. Like those are Mm -hmm. some of the feelings or emotions that people experience when implementing the boundary. How can one start? And then I like a word that you said that is very important. How can a person consistently Mm -hmm. keep that going, right? Because Mm -hmm. that's where we create a new pattern. This is how we create a new normal. And -hmm. this is how we allow other people to treat us.
1: Right, right. So it starts by first giving ourselves permission. Mm, say that again. Say that <laughs>
0: again. Um, you're not gonna just say that and just keep going. We got no. <laughs> Let's say that again.
1: <laughs> it, it truly, truly starts with yeah. giving ourselves permission. Absolutely. Permission to be imperfect, right? Permission to get it wrong sometimes. Permission to start things different. Permission for our past not to define us, right? Permission to be okay with learning and growing and now holding others accountable to this, right? So it really starts there, giving ourselves permission, right? And then once we give ourselves permission, then we start to look inward, think about what what we really need, and then start to write these things down. Journal, journal through what you've experienced, journal like process, allow yourself to do that work, right? And when we're doing this work, then we can start to to identify for ourselves how we want to move forward.
0: Yeah, I like that. Giving yourself permission. Um, I think a lot of us don't do that. We feel like we need somebody to tell us yes. And mm-hmm. the, the power of saying yes to yourself is, um, I mean, it, it does do things or create you or give you, I'm sorry, the ability to say, you know what, I'm gonna, I choose me. Exactly, right? And part of choosing you is establishing some really healthy boundaries. Um, it mm-hmm. shows how you care for yourself and most importantly, how you respect yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know you you are um, you say you're your relationship and restoration expert. Yes. And you, you help women to detox after a significant breakup. I think um, I think breakups, divorces are major interruptions in people's lives, I actually consider to be an adversity as well, because it can really have a very huge impact on the rest of your life if you allow it to be. Mm-hmm. And so that detoxing um, that you help your, your, your clients do, um, do you all emphasize the importance of boundary setting in that process?
1: Definitely. Yeah. yeah so and i i i really just do the work with them for for them to start to think more about okay what do you need to say no to a lot more
0: mm-hmm. right
1: it's okay to say no if things are not aligned with your goals with your intentions and with your boundaries so when we're starting to focus on that a bit more forgiving ourselves forgiving others even without that apology that we might not receive and then start doing some work to really cultivate a healthier relationship, starting with ourselves first, right? Having a healthy relationship with self, building that confidence, that self-esteem, that, that inner worth. And when we do that, then we're able to hold others accountable to boundaries, right? Many times it's hard to hold others accountable to boundaries if we don't feel Worthy enough. If we are feeling less than within ourselves, then it's easy to just want to appease everyone, um, which hurts us.
0: Right. So let me ask you a question: Is it okay to tell your partner no in a relationship? Okay. I'm I'm saying this because you know, again, it goes into thinking I should do anything and everything mm-hmm. for someone I'm with, right? Because I think one of the things I hear a lot is, I did everything and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that goes on in my head is, what is everything? Is it even at the expense of your values and your self-respect? Because at that point, that's not a noble thing to do. Mm -hmm. Even if you really care about this person, even if they're a great person, is it okay to say no? And And I say this because I think that's important to understand, like, I know there's a way you do it, maybe compassionately, of course, mm-hmm. um, not, no, I ain't doing, you know, that's, yeah. you know, that's a whole different story, but, yes. you know, just really um, respecting and honoring your no, mm-hmm. um, even in a romantic relationship. And could you talk about why that's important? Um, because um, I, I I would say that there was a time where I wouldn't say no, mm-hmm. because I thought that that would show that I love you more than anything. Mm. But I also saw that it caused me to unlove myself in the process.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So something that I, I, I teach on a regular basis, and I'm a huge advocate of is autonomy right? We mm. need to make sure that we have autonomy in our relationship. So we're not losing ourselves, right? So we need to make sure that we're still dating ourselves. We're still enjoying our own company. We're still doing things that we truly love and adore. And then our partner doing the the, the same for themselves and then us coming together and, and having our own time. Okay. So with that, our partner respecting when it's our time for self, right? And then us really pouring into ourselves as well. And that means we are going to have to say no sometimes, right? And it's okay. And by loving and being in a loving relationship, both partners should be able to accept that no and still love on each other.
0: Right. And not use it as a way to make you feel guilty. Right. Um, Especially like, um, you know, it kind of goes into Let's talk about high empathetic people, Mm -hmm. right? People who loves to help, loves to, you know, they they have a, they feel everything type, Mm -hmm. which I always define that as a superpower, but just like anything that's a superpower, it can also impact us in unhealthy ways, if not managed correctly, right? So Mm -hmm. um, what about those people who, I mean, they really struggle with that. It, It sounds great, like as we're talking about it, but then when the rubber meets the road, um, I'm just a caring person or maybe even people pleasing. I mean, let's mm-hmm. go even deep further than that. Uh, people who have the disease to please. What is, the, um, what is the best way to approach it? Balance. Balance.
1: Balance is the, really the, the best way to approach all of that, right? Because when we are truly empathetic or caring or really wanting to help, right? It's just like myself as a a therapist. I love helping, right? I love Mm -hmm. helping others, talking to others, getting them where they they need to be. And this is just natural for me, but it's so important to make sure that I take some time aside for self. There needs to be some type of balance, some type of self-care where I need to pour into me. So the same thing for any individual that's super caring or really wanting to meet others' needs, if you're not spending time pouring into self or spending time with friends or talking to friends or family or whatever it is that's really important to you, think about like those five pillars of things that might be truly so important to you and make sure that you're pouring into each one on a regular basis so you're not experiencing emotional burnout or physical burnout.
0: No, that's good. I like that because um, I think it goes into changing the way we have projected taking care of ourselves. mean, like, okay, it means I'm selfish. Or if I, if I say yes to me, I'm saying no to something else, which you are right. Mm -hmm. But this is more about realizing that it kind of goes into the oxygen mask analogy, right? Making sure that you take care of yourself first. Um, Do you think women have a difficult, more difficult time saying no? I Maybe do. in 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 what you've experienced, based on what you've experienced from clients and things like that, do you think that they struggle more? I, I believe
1: no? they they do struggle a lot more because we have been taught as a society that women are the nurturer, the caring one, to make sure that the other person's needs are met in the home, sexually. Um, like in all areas, you need to make sure that that you're taking care. And this is the this is what we've been taught. So now when we're in a marriage or in a relationship, we're pouring into them. But in doing so, if we're not keeping it balanced or pouring into ourselves as well, because we need to be complete and whole by ourselves first. Before we're in a relationship, the relationship is supposed to complement us, not complete us, right? So mm-hmm. when we're in these relationships and we're hoping that it can complete us, it, it it throws us all off, right? So, yes, I have found that many times women are pouring into others and saying yes and extra caring um, at the demise of themselves.
0: Mm. Wow. Yeah, I believe. I, I think so, too. Just because of the statement that you said, and then when we, when we're saying you need to set a boundary, that's almost like a foreign language. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. How does one do that? And that, and this is why it becomes very difficult. Which is why I'm like, well, how does a person really start doing this? It sounds mm-hmm. empowering, but you know, again, when you when you have to start implementing this stuff, it, it starts to get real. And um, I believe it's also safe to say you're going to lose some relationships in the process is, I mean, is that true sometimes? I mean, because I think sometimes we get, we fear of what we might lose, but as I, as I tell people, you have to realize how your relationships were built. Right. Right. Where they built on you always having to do, Um, was it just beneficial for the other person? And so Mm -hmm. just, and in my eyes, that's a beautiful thing because you're creating room
1: Mm -hmm. for,
0: authentic connections. Exactly. You know, is, that, is that accurate?
1: It is accurate, right? And I'm a firm believer. I, I, I think it's so important to have effective communication. So for friendships that you feel when you start to sit back and reflect and think for yourself, what's serving you? What's not serving me? What's aligned? What's not? How's it making me feel? And then you start to identify which friendships or associations or, or connections are not feeling in a really good place. Sit down and actually have a chat with them, you know, chat with them, let them know how you feel, how you view the relationship, the things that you feel has been in um, a misalignment and then how you would like it to go differently. This is a great time to now make that boundary clear and in an an assertive manner, communicate it. So now you can start to hold them accountable to it and if they don't do it then they're showing you that they don't care to have you in the and have that relationship with you the way that you might have wanted it with them does that make right. sense right
0: no it makes perfect sense it's about valuing the relationship right mm-hmm. just really understanding like Help me understand why you feel the way you do or what am I doing to, to mm-hmm. cause that showing some level of empathy, understanding some level of concern. When, when people just shut you down, tune you out, not interested in how you mm-hmm. feel, then, again, the, it's, it's te- that's telling you something as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. Let's go to childhood for a moment. Um, mm-hmm. Because. I would say in, in, a, in quite a few cases, um, our, our ch- a lot of our childhood experiences, it impacts how we move as adults, mm-hmm. right? How we make decisions, how we create connections, just based on your experience and based on what you can share as a therapist, um, do, has it or does it seem to be that the inability to set boundaries has a lot to do with maybe how they was raised as children?
1: I never thought of it that way, but as you're asking the question, what comes to my mind are basically the attachment styles, right? And Mm. based on the way that attachments were formed or the way that um, parents really provided a secure type of attachment, or if it was more anxious or avoidant, or um, I forgot the, the fourth one right now at the top of my my head, but Mm -hmm. the way that parents treated their children when they needed something, if they provided that type of security, if they did it in an inconsistent manner, right? And then by modeling, right, that also plays a huge role in what we see and the values that our parents have can come down and be our own values as, as well. So it can play a role, yes.
0: Mm, okay, so sometimes it does involve going back down memory lane just to see those attachment styles, and mm-hmm. based on those attachment styles, um, can impact their inability to either set boundaries or or not set them. Right, it, okay.
1: and it, it's how we were treated as kids. Right, if okay. our parents always met our our needs and modeled healthy relationships, then we are more prone to do the same. But if we did not receive that type of security, if we did not see those types of healthy dynamics in the home or with our parents, with others, then it can trickle down with how our friendships developed as children, teenagers, and then in adulthood.
0: Right. So when people say, well, you know, I didn't see my mom take care of herself. Mm -hmm. Like, even though she never told you not to take care of yourself, she showed you that how to take care of yourself based on her actions. um, That's safe to say that you can easily kind of unconsciously pick that up and be the same way and not even realize that that's what you're doing.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, And that's why it's important for us to be intentional with taking the time to acknowledge and identify how do we want our future to look like, and once we identify how we want it to look like, okay, what do I need to do differently in the here and now to be able to get that
0: right? Because I think, um, and I love the word intentional. I, I swear that that's my favorite word in the dictionary. I mean, <laughs> I say I say it all the time because all of this really is intentional um, mm-hmm. to to do um, specifically when you you really exit um, out of out of a relationship. Um, have you seen it where? when, when someone is transitioning or in the process of getting out of something that is extremely toxic, right? Mm -hmm. So, and when I think of something that's extremely toxic, I'm talking about on a high range of narcissism, extremely high conflict, the Mm -hmm. residue that, that type of stuff leaves a person, Mm -hmm. right? Like how does that type of person or who, who's experienced um, that particular dynamic, how do they go about making sure that they don't fall back into the trap of something like that again, because I think that I'm not going to say it's easier, but I am going to say that sometimes we can be creatures of habit Mm -hmm. um, and we can easily leave something and kind of get into something else very similar. Mm -hmm. And so how does a person truly prevent that? Do you suggest that they take some time before they get into another relationship and really work on some deep self work or what does that look like for somebody who's, who's been in something like that? Um,
1: I would say to begin with, start with therapy, right? Start with going to a professional, talking about what you've experienced and how it's impacted you because it's impacted you in so many ways that you might not even realize, right? Mm-hmm. So start by doing that work, okay? And after you do that work, um, that therapist is going to help you through journaling, processing, coming up with different ways To approach relationships, but really it starts with looking inward, doing some self-work, and that starts with the therapist. And then from there, you got to start rebuilding, right? Because the impact of those types of relationships can really put you in a mindset that you're not truly ready for a new relationship yet. So start to rebuild self to where you are able to to know what to look for or what not to accept, really, um, so you're able to have healthier connections.
0: Absolutely, I like that you said therapy. Um, I'm an advocate for therapy. Um, I, I I tell people all the time, you you need a therapist, um, mm-hmm. and I think in dynamics like these, I feel like that's just a requirement—not mm-hmm. to make anyone feel bad, but your confidence gets stripped. Your Mm -hmm. self-esteem gets stripped, your voice, you don't even know where that is. And so, like you said, rebuilding, finding that voice, Mm -hmm. reestablishing that confidence and um, building um, that really unbreakable Mm self-esteem because those type, I've just seen the impact and I'm sure you've seen the impact of how Mm -hmm. it truly can leave a person and how they parent, how they entertain other relationships, just their jobs. It just does so much to a person. Mm -hmm. And so I know I just, I wanted to just throw that in there. And so, um, I know we're kind of pressed for time, but I just wanted to just ask one more question. Um, what can you say to someone who's listening right now? Who's really, um, maybe just in a relationship, maybe exiting out of relationship or even been out for a while Mm -hmm. and, and find themselves struggling, with knowing their values knowing what matters to them understanding what they need they may say you know shantae you're right i do need to have more boundaries but i'm struggling with implementing them i'm struggling with understanding my own value my own worth what do what can you say to that woman um, who's listening right now to to help her build better boundaries for herself um, I'm
1: going to say, start to make the list of things that you can start to do for yourself to start to have fun with self, not thinking about anyone else, but you, and as you're doing these things, these activities, you're going to start to get to know yourself again and take mm-hmm. the, the time to get to know you because then it'll help you to better identify what you need what's important to you, what you like, what you dislike, right? And when you're able to start to make sense of those things, then you'll be able to start to identify what your values might look like. And when you're able to identify that, then you can start setting some, some limits with others based on what's out of alignment with what you need.
0: Right. Oh, that's good. That's good. Start dating yourself. Mm -hmm. you know, figuring you out, start collecting data Mm -hmm. (laughs) on yourself and just figure out your likes and dislikes. No, that's really good. How can people find you?
1: Um, definitely. Um, people can connect with me on Instagram, which is at Shate Thompson, um, Facebook, brand new me journey, um, and my website brand new me journey.
0: Okay. And you also have your books on your website as well. You wrote two books, right? And what are the names yes. of those books?
1: The name of those books are Brand New Me, "Complemented," Completed, and Whole. And the other one is Brand New Me, The Pursuit of Happiness.
0: Mm, that's good. Brand New Me editions. All right. Yes. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So, um,
1: um, and then to, to add, I'm licensed in Florida and in Georgia. So if someone's looking for therapy, um, they can go to my website, Inspire Hope Health Healing. Inspire healing.
0: That's good. That's good. And so I'm going to put all of that in the show notes where people can find you, um, your books, um, your website so that people can reach out to you, um, and, and connect with you. Um, especially if they're in the Georgia and Florida area and they need some, some, some level of therapy. Do you do it via zoom as well? Yes, I do. You do okay. Awesome. That's good. So, yeah, y'all, y'all connect with Shantae. Um, Shantae, it's been a pleasure um, to have this conversation. I think boundaries is um, a very much needed topic. Um, something that um, needs to be talked about more and more. Definitely. And um, I know that there's going to be somebody who's going to be touched by this. And um, I appreciate you joining and being a guest for today's episode. Thank you take you care. Me you too. Mm-hmm. I just want to leave you all with something really quick before I close out. Okay, when it comes to boundaries, your boundaries are a necessity. All right. Meaning that they are fundamental. They are needed. They are essential. Okay, And so when we start to make our boundaries be a part of who and whose we are, then we start living a certain quality of life. All right. And that's very, very important, because when we look at all the different areas of our lives, all the most important domains, such as our finances, our jobs, our relationships, whether that be platonic or romantic. And we're not liking the quality of those different domains. And then we got to ask ourselves, what boundaries do we need to implement? Okay, what boundaries do we need to set? And most importantly, how intentional are we going to be about the boundaries that we set? All right. I truly enjoyed Shantae's conversation today around boundaries and all her information as far as how to reach out to her, her website information will be down in the show notes. Okay. So please make sure that you are following me on my social media handles. My Instagram and Facebook is Miss Tanya Speaks. That's M-S-T-O-N-Y-A-S-P-E-A-K-S. Also, please make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so that you can receive notifications on when the next podcast, episode will drop. Also, this particular podcast episode was recorded via video as well. And so if you want to check out the video version, please head over to my YouTube channel, Miss Tanya Speaks and check it out. All right. Also leave a review. If you know that this podcast has been very influential on your journey of personal growth and development, I would definitely appreciate it if you head over to iTunes and leave a review. And last but not least, share this information. All right. We share everything else. And if you know someone who is having difficulty setting boundaries, share the link, right? Just let them know, hey, I saw this episode and I thought this would be good for you in this particular season of your life. All right. So thank you all again for tuning in with me this week. You all have a wonderful and amazing week and I will see you next time.